Essential NLP. Practical skills for a great life. Hi, and a very warm welcome from me, your host, Phil Parker, to Essential Skills of NLP. This is episode 65. Today, I'm going to be talking about NLP, kindness and compassion. You may think, well, why is that? Well, kindness and compassion are absolutely essential to life, happiness, and actually form a a core part of the NLP curriculum. In recent years, there's been a lot of research done particularly in the fields of positive psychology, on an understanding of how compassion and kindness might help us. And a lot of that work is triggered by consideration of Buddhist texts and the idea within Buddhism that compassion and kindness are an extraordinarily important spiritual practice and approach. But NLP has incorporated these ideas since the late 70s. And that may be, as Judy Delosier said in a recent interview, that she saw that As the wave of Eastern mysticism hit California and the West Coast of America, a lot of those ideas became adopted into the new ways of thinking in the 70s, and certainly she sees NLP as being very much part of that. If we look at compassion and kindness, which are two very interrelated and almost identical qualities, we're looking at the idea of being nice, of being thoughtful, of being considerate, particularly of others, but of course, being compassionate and kind to ourselves. Now, what's interesting is you can have a compassionate approach to somebody else and still manage to have a sense of humor about things, be able to point out the ridiculousness of stuff. And you see this a lot in the work of Frank Farrelly and provocative therapy. Whilst at the same time, this is essential, maintaining that sense of rapport and compassion and kindness. If you point out the ridiculousness of someone's position, without that, it then starts to just be an attack and tends to be bullying behavior. But if you can keep a little twinkle in your eye and a kindness and compassion in your heart, then actually you can help people to see things in a very different light. If we go back to the presuppositions of NLP, which many of you have heard in previous podcasts, one of them is that behind every behavior is a positive intention, which means everything that people do is driven by something good. Maybe something they want for themselves, but some good reason. And remember, because it's an NLP supposition, it's not saying this is true. It's just saying, if we take this on as an idea, what would the world look like? If you just check the other podcast, you'll find more details about the NLP presuppositions. But this idea that we can start to see other people's behaviours as being motivated by something good is of course identical to the ideas of compassion and kindness. If we can really see everything that other people do as being motivated by something in some way positive, then it allows us to take a slightly different position on it. Instead of feeling wronged or blaming them or finding fault with their behaviours, it allows us to take this shift of perspective where we can kind of go, okay, well, there must be some good reason for that. I don't quite understand what it is. It reminds me of something that some people may have heard before about the idea of paranoia, which is the idea everybody is out to get you. And the consideration that what if we all developed pronoia, 
the idea that everybody was actually out to be nice to us. What if we started to see the world like that? Yeah, sure, it may well be a delusion, but is it a better delusion? Do we have a better version of reality? Which brings us to the other NLP presupposition, which I think is interesting, which is the map is not the territory. And what we're saying here is that people's versions of how the world is may not exactly match how the world is. And this is one of the problems we have when dealing with other people, other humans, is somehow they're not quite seeing the world in the brilliant and correct way that we're seeing it. At least that's what we think. And when there's a mismatch in the way we think the world is and the way they think it is, that's where we get into conflict on arguments. Again, if we can consider kindness and compassion, then we can see how someone's map might be different. And that's okay. If we don't have to change people's maps, we can just accept the way they are. I mean, if they come to us, sure, for, for clinical therapeutic help, we may want to change their map. But what if we just started from the position of, oh, that's the way they see it. Maybe I don't need to change them. Maybe I don't need to fight them on it. Maybe I can understand how they ended up seeing the world in that way. If we start from there, maybe everything else becomes a little, little bit easier. Within this, we've got something very core to NLP, which is called perceptual positions. Perceptual positions means being able to take somebody else's point of view. The second position in an NLP is moving from our normal position, our normal point of view, which is us, to just getting in somebody else's shoes and thinking, how is it for them? What do they think about it? This is very core to a lot of very important and deep NLP processes, like re-imprinting, like working with conflict and parts, and, and many other processes. But if you just take the time every now and then to imagine what is it like to be this person? What must be going on for them in order to see the world in this way? Again, it diffuses this sense of us and them, right and wrong, this judgment, and allows us to be kinder. And the final really important part of compassion is, of course, being kind and compassionate to yourself. In the work that I do in all fields, in all areas, so whether it's working with peak performers in sports, top CEOs in multinational corporations, or people who come to me with chronic illness, one of the things I find fascinating is the almost universal problem that people have of being able to be nice to themselves. Just check this out. Take a mirror or an iPhone if you've got one. Turn the camera on so it's you looking at yourself or look into the mirror and just say, hey, I really like you. I think you're great. Or if you can do that, say, I love you. What I found is about 70 to 80% of people cannot do this without laughing, thinking they're being stupid, bursting into tears, feeling uncomfortable. And all we're asking them to do is to be nice to themselves. And the many approaches and practices you can use to develop this niceness. We'll be covering some of those in future podcasts. But the first thing is just to recognize, are you being nice to yourself? Are you being nice to others? Are you being compassionate enough? Because as the song says, what the world needs now is more love. And love is a direct consequence of developing compassion for others. But 
it's very difficult to be genuinely, authentically compassionate for others if you're not being compassionate and kind to yourself. The health benefits of being kind to yourself are extraordinary. There's loads of interesting research within the field of positive psychology, particularly into flourishing and the connection between how happy you are, how kind you are to yourself, how much you like yourself, how much time you take for yourself and your well-being and your brain function. So be nice. Be nice to yourself, be nice to others, and find that you can easily start to take care of your health, your happiness, your well-being, and your future, just by refocusing on how can I be kinder to myself? How can I be kinder to others? So have a great week. Be kind, be nice, and I'll speak to you guys on the next podcast. You take care now. Hey, that was fun. If you like these podcast series, then I think you'd really love finding out more about how we can work together. Best things you can do, get hold of the other podcasts on iTunes or get some of my extraordinary books, which as I say, if you like these podcasts, they're very, very similar, life-changing, fascinating ways of looking at the world. And the ultimate thing you could do, hey, come and train with me. I'd love to meet you in person. Let us know. Drop us an email, phil at philparker.org or go to the website, philparker.org. Sign up for the newsletters. There you'll get instant access to some of my latest audio downloads. And those downloads contain the latest research, techniques and tools to change your life and improve your health. So just register to get those right now. And I look forward to hanging out with you in person in the very near future. You take care now. Essential NLP. Skills for a great life.